Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Cinephiles Extended Cut, the show where we break down uh, the biggest stories of the week as covered by WatchMojo's The Cinephiles, as well as some other stories that didn't quite make the cut. Uh, I'm your host, Matt. We have Justin, Phoebe, and Liam uh, all here as usual. Guys, how's it going? Hello, hello. Good. Bad. Excellent. Fine. Excellent. We ready to start talking about uh, what we've been watching lately? Sure. Yes. Sure. Sure. <laughs> sure. 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 Let's start with Phoebe because she started this really awkwardly with that little <laughs> mouse key. You did it to yourself. So, uh, yeah. That's just how we talk. So uh, I watched Ocean's Eleven. Oh, last throwback. Night in preparation for Ocean's Eight, which is coming out soon, which I'm very, very excited for. Yes. Uh, it was good. I had never seen it before. It was my first time. I'm coming very late to this film. Really? Yeah. Uh, it was good. It was a good. <laughs> You're just gonna. It was it good. Was, it was a good ice movie. Yeah, I like your favorite uh, character. Uh, I. Uh, Topher Grace. <laughs> the wow. First five we, we talk about Topher Grace no, more on this podcast than anybody has. Yeah. It's like, Doesn't he play Topher Grace too? Yeah, there's movie? like yeah. this scene at the beginning where I was really confused because I think that I didn't really tune into the fact that they were all playing themselves, but there was like all of these like early 2000s, late 1990s stars sitting around a table and I was like, <laughs> hey, it's, it's Piper from Charmed. Hey, it's Shane from... A Walk to Remember, and I was like, "What is this movie?" And then my boyfriend was like, "They're all playing themselves," and I was like, "Okay, that makes sense." But it was it was cool. I, I like that they were all playing themselves at the beginning. But then when you actually get into the movie, it's good. Mm. It's a good. It's a good movie. It's a fun, fun. ride. It's, it's fun, a really yeah. fun movie. Yeah, it hooks you for sure. We were talking about it backstage a little bit earlier, and everyone was making fun of Don Cheadle's uh, <laughs> British accent. Dude, probably one of the worst. British accents in a movie. It's so weird that British people can do American accents all day. This this segues r- uh, really nicely into the movie I watched, if you don't mind me uh, hijacking the Go mic. Go for it, I sure. Saw, uh, <laughs> not I the saw, smoothest, but not, I'm <laughs> taking it over. I saw a social network, and like, um, Andrew Garfield does, he's British, he does an American accent. So many British actors can just like, do American accents, no problem, it's hardly no- noticeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, American actors should just stop. They should I think, just stop. I think the reason for that is that the American accent is so like, you know what I mean? And, <laughs> no. And the, for, for, the, the podcast no, yeah, for the, for the audio nuances. listeners. Do you know what I mean? They have like like other accents have more like these these tone things mm-hmm. and like American accents. It's flat, are, kind it's of. It's like sort of like it's just flat. But it could also be exposure think... too. Like uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're more exposed true. to American accents as a British yeah, person. That's what I was gonna say. Do we only think that because we're so used to hearing it? Yeah, that way. Maybe. I think yeah. uh, Andrew Garfield has the best performance in that movie. Is that a hot take? That... So let's let's let, let's just uh, clarify. <laughs> now we have switched to Justin's "What You Watching," which yeah. is the Social Network. The Social Network, uh, which is really a weird movie. Watching it today, just oh, because yeah. of yeah. All the stuff that's happened recently with Facebook and mm-hmm. Russia mm-hmm. and elections and stuff like that. Not to get too deep into the politics of it all. Mm-hmm. But there was one arc in the movie that was really weird to me is the fact that Mark Zuckerberg throughout the movie is like, no, Facebook can't have ads, which is like the only thing that Facebook yeah. is known for today, <laughs> which uh, at the time that they were making the movie wasn't the case. So it's just interesting how time has changed, like the perspective yeah. on that movie. As soon as you said that, I just thought of. Senator, we run ads. We run ads. Just gonna say that when when they're doing the trial or whatever. Yeah, the best is him, Mark Zuckerberg, talking about barbecue. Oh man, (laughs) there's just so many great Zuck moments to choose from. there's a really funny touch in the movie where at the beginning he's like blogging and he writes the word Facebook 
and it like gets the squiggly line under it to say like that's not a word. Yeah, that's like a very like David Finchery like, uh-huh, but Visual it will moment. be. Yeah. But you know, <laughs> yeah, be, yeah. Uh, it's a good movie, and uh, I highly recommend rewatching it just because I would. I would has say a new context. It's a great movie. I have a yeah. little bit of a spicy take right now. Please, oh, don't do I it. I can't stand Jesse Eisenberg. <sighs> I can't stand him. I don't know why. why? I feel like he's Don't had tell a, me it's because of Batman v Superman. No. Uh, that's a whole other <laughs> thing. Uh, no, I don't know. I just feel like he's so similar in all of his roles. He always kind of plays like, like it's like it's like a Michael Sarah thing, but he's less charming. Do you know what I mean? Like he's like Michael Sarah always sort of plays like this awkward kind of guy. Yeah. That's and fair. He's charming. And then there's Jesse Eisenberg who had like a few like a few good movies. He definitely isn't he's not a bad actor. I just like I find he's very one note. He is kind of one note. Oh, interesting. I agree with that. But he plays that note really well. Like he's really okay. good at being that kind of uh neurotic, like very <clears throat> like oh, yeah. socially awkward. I was in this movie. He's a robot, like completely. Yeah. But then you but watch but videos. Of, he's like, yeah, really good in it. You see videos of Zuckerberg, and you're like, wow, exactly. he nailed it. He nailed yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There, I, I that, video, somebody... that video that you showed me of him being Lex Luthor. It was like a compilation video of all the times that he went like. <laughs> oh, that's a brutal performance. That was really weird. Really weird. He made yeah. a choice, and you got to respect it. But it was excited the excited when choice. he was yeah. cast. As, yeah, like I, I was like, he could do something really interesting with it because I, I I don't know. I like so many movies that he's in. Interesting mm-hmm. for the wrong reasons, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah I, I don't think the they went the right way with it. Um, sorry. I, I want to because I've watched the trailer for the Social Network so many times recently because I think it's like the greatest trailer ever made. Oh, interesting! I need to check that out. I haven't you haven't seen, seen it? You haven't no, seen the one with the years. like the operatic version of of um, you Creep? Can't. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, oh not, I remember that trailer. Yeah, but I haven't. Amazing! Seen it I remember like seeing that in theaters and being like, "This looks amazing." Phoebe, have you seen the trailer? I have seen the trailer. You have. I remember the first time. I just just wondering if because I wouldn't bring it up if only Liam and I have seen it. Oh. But the first time I saw that was like in the theaters, and I remember thinking like, "Oh my god, they're making a Facebook movie. It's kind of weird." But this trailer is awesome. But everyone in the theater was like snickering and laughing, like, "Oh, a Facebook yeah. movie is so lame." And then became Turn, one of the yeah. best movies one of ever. The masterpieces yeah. Sorkin, of the 2010s. and uh, I almost dropped one. Uh, Sorkin, uh, <laughs> his, his script is, like he can't, the thing that people say about uh, Sorkin is that his female characters are often very dry and like always really like not well written. And this movie has that problem. Like a lot of the female characters. Oh yeah, Rashida Jones is, does nothing. Is it a problem or do they really need, like, those characters, do they necessarily need a ton of depth? I don't think they need depth. I just think every female character in that movie, like there's literally a character who sets fire in uh, a character's. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Like they're What's all just. Name? London Tipton. Yeah, man. It's, oh, her, yeah. Oh, yeah the crazy yeah, yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, 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 there's just a lot Good of point. like, there's okay. just a lot of stuff like that where it's just like, oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> Can we not? I forgot about her character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great Anyways. film. That's so Great Network. soundtrack also. There you go. Yes. Liam, what have you been watching? Uh, so I've been watching the same movie for the past two years. Uh, Don't Justin, say Spy Kids. No, no, no. no. Justin, Don't do it. Justin knows my weird thing with this movie. Um, so I have this thing where when I when I go to bed, I'll put on like a really dreamy movie to fall asleep. Oh, and God. so, yeah. Exactly and so, uh, I don't know if any of you guys have seen Upstream Color, the Shane Carruth. No, but it's, made, on, uh, it's been on my watch list forever. Uh, Prime, no. Was it Primer? Yeah. That he made? Mm-hmm. Um, I just think it's like such a weird movie and it it's it's this moody like dreamy I've I still I've seen this movie probably upwards of 100 times at this point because I just I put it on like so many times before <laughs> Upstream bed. Upstream of uh, 100 times. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I still don't know what it's about. There's like all this weird stuff with like um, people being um, 
injected with like these weird larva larva things and like Ugh. there's these pigs and like there's people Ugh. with connection to pigs and it's weird check it out amazing because it is because like this good like, question phoebe <laughs> it's you, you've weird. seen it right i've seen it it is a nonsense movie <laughs> uh, it makes no but sense it's, but it's like and I'll, not I'll sit there with way. my eyes closed, and like the sound is like the sound design in that movie is beautiful. Well, because Shane Carruth is and a brilliant sound It's like such a dreamy, like, yeah. um, like ambient movie that not ambient, ambient. He, he's one of the few. <laughs> people, oh, nice. that's why you fell asleep. Nice. <laughs> he, uh, he's one of the few people that like does everything on his movie. Like he writes it, directs it, oh, edits amazing. it. That guy's like my sound. hero. Mm. Um, and like Primer is one of my favorite movies ever. I, I love that movie it's so just, much. But yeah. like this movie, I was so disappointed when I saw it. No. Like the follow up to huh. Primer. See, I like, oh, I still man. haven't seen Primer because like I know it's gonna be. I know it's not that type of movie. Like no, he goes not. a complete one eighty, and I, I like this tone and this like. It's yeah. just like you're in a haze for like the entire like hour and a half. It's a movie. nonsense mm. movie with pigs. But it's in it. beautiful. <laughs> yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. Anyways, what were you watching? Uh, what have I been watching? I watched. It was funny. Um. My coworker slash friend Sarah. She's a friend of the show. Sarah, what's up? Shout out, Sarah. Um, she was working on a project. I, I guess it was like a horror movie horror movie project, and she was working on uh, one of the entries with The Conjuring in it. Oh, and spooky. she hadn't seen it, and she doesn't like scary movies apparently. So I was like, "Oh, I'll help you find like the scariest bits." So I'm like showing her the part where like what is what's the demon's name? Bethesda, Bethesda, or whatever. Anyways, <laughs> the scene where she's like at the top of the wardrobe and like jumps on oh, like a yeah. little girl. The scene what? when the the demon like floats up the window and then's like floating above the mom's body. Anyways, I was just like, oh, revisiting these scenes. I'm gonna watch The Conjuring again. It's and creepy. It's really creepy. I I really love that movie. Hot take. I know it's a super modern horror movie, but I think it's my favorite horror movie Ooh. ever. 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 Kind of weird that it yeah. launched a franchise. Like, there's what yeah. six Conjuring movies, like spinoffs and stuff. In like the that. Works? There's like two. Yeah. Annabelle. No. Out. Two, well, there's two. No. There's yeah. two Annabelle's. Two Annabelle's. One Conjuring no. sequel. It's a. It's a Conjuring universe. Yeah. 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 I, was actually, universe. I was actually reading about this the other day because I was doing a super cut for Know Your Mojo, which is on every Thursday, and you can mm-hmm. win merch. So check it out. Uh, and I was actually doing research about. Because I don't like scary movies, but I like to like you know like just tease myself with that information, you know. So I was like, "What is this about?" And I was yeah. like, on the wiki page, yeah. and I went to like the this like you know it's actually based on a real uh, couple oh, yeah. that did yeah. like paranormal. Ed and Warren, yeah, yeah, exactly. And I was like, these people are like brave. Like this shit is scary. Like I yeah. could not. They were like, "Oh yeah, we found like this doll that was haunted," and I was like, "Why? Why did you keep it? Like it's just." <laughs> yeah. Someone's got to do that work, brave. I don't know if, like, maybe it's just the cynic in me. Maybe they're just really smart to be like, but yeah. see, that's hey, good... guys, you want to buy our story? We found all this haunted stuff. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. no, we didn't. It's interesting you bring that up because it's like it 100% could be a hoax. We don't know. But, but it makes like, for good. Well, yeah, I feel yeah. like I'll be on the record also, in saying I don't believe in ghosts, it's so, so it is a hoax. But. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so ridiculous to, like, watching that movie. I remember the first time I saw it, and I was, like, after the movie, I was, like, looking up just – facts about it or yeah. whatever and I found out that it was like these real people yeah. and I was like this is like this didn't happen like I feel like it was they really play go fast and loose with it you know oh for sure they take some liberties I assume yeah. Um, but yeah I mean is it a hot take to say that it's like my favorite horror movie I yes. don't know I don't know yeah. I, don't I think know it is it's a very good one I know it's a modern great, one that's it's why it's a great modern yeah. horror movie there's like pick uh, another obviously. one not allowed try it <laughs> come back After next that, week with a, with yeah. a new pick it would please. be um, Insidious no, I'm joking. Wow, just like... Uh, yeah, just keep going. No, go back to... The horror movie started in 2008, yeah. right? That was the one yeah. that started. No, if, if we're going for like a more classic one, I love The Omen. Um, nice. Exorcist Ooh. is a great pick. Yeah. 
cool. Blair Witch uh, Project. Anyone? Blair Witch. That still counts as modern, in my opinion. No. Interesting. 1999, right? What's that movie Modern-ish. where they take like wrong turn and then they wrong turn? turn? <laughs> wrong turn. <laughs> you set that up. I've you seen, wanted to I've make that joke. I've seen that one. Is that your favorite? That's the. I've, that's like one of the only ones I've ever seen. So. That's yeah. the inbreds in the forest, correct? Uh, I think the politically correct term. <laughs> Is there one? <laughs> what is the equivalent? <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, there's a nice way of putting that. No, Anyways, um, so that was uh, what you watch, and hope you guys enjoyed that. That was a little fun ride. Um, like not- the o- like Ocean's Eleven, a fun ride. Yeah, yeah. Um, this podcast is a lot like Ocean's Eleven. I've noticed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the um, ocean. So that's a good way to end the what you watch in segment, I guess. Well, let's just end it there. Um, but next, uh, we're going to talk about the three big news stories the three biggest movie news stories of the week can't wait all right we're back so we're going to talk about the three biggest stories of the week um i'm going to sound like a broken record but phoebe i'm sorry it's another superhero story although this one's kind of different because a it's horror and b it's being produced by blumhouse you love blumhouse yeah yeah, there we go. So hopefully she was this was just saying before she's seen like five horror movies. I respect them. <laughs> yeah, she respects them. There yeah. we go. So let's dive into the story, shall we? Um, Jamie Foxx is going to star as Spawn in a new Blumhouse uh, horror superhero movie. <laughs> I guess superhero. He's kind of anti-villain, but it yep. falls under that category. Sure. Um, Justin is the resident comic book aficionado. I am. Um, so what do you think of the news? Let's start with you. Are you? I think are this you... is a great great casting it's been rumored mm-hmm. for a long while i think jamie fox is like a really fun actor yep mm-hmm. uh we saw him recently in baby driver i thought his performance was awesome Amazing, in that. Yeah. very villainous in yeah. that mm-hmm. one yeah uh this is a very different role obviously it's a lot darker it comes from an era in comics where everything was like brooding and dark and edgy mm-hmm. um and the movie probably will be that in a lot of ways. Uh, what's exciting about the movie is that the creator, Todd McFarlane, who created, wrote and and uh, drew for Spawn and created the character, will be mm-hmm. directing the movie. Yes. Cool. Does and he have was, any directing? No, it's going to be his directorial debut. No. Did, he, did he direct the HBO animated special? He, or His just... name was attached. I don't think he had anything to do with the actual production, but he's okay. someone who's very hands-on with the creation. Mm-hmm. So the story behind Spawn, very quickly, uh, Todd McFarlane and a lot of other uh creators at Marvel were like, we're not being paid enough, we're being disrespected. <clears throat> they branched off and started their own company called Image where everyone would own their own uh, like characters and creations. So like, if you go to Image and you pitch an idea, they take a cut off of the book right. sales, but yeah, they, that's don't, awesome. they don't, and they still run today. They're the third biggest comic book publisher out there behind Marvel and DC. And still to this day, if you go there and you pitch an idea, they take a cut from the, from the book sales. But if you wanna go and sell the movie idea, you can. So all the guys who founded, <laughs> Uh, Image all founded their own books when they started, oh, and his first book was Spawn, and it became this massive hit because basically what they did was they purged Marvel uh, of all their biggest talent. Some of the biggest writers in the industry and artists in the industry left and created an Image. Because mm-hmm. it's and so people, appealing to them because they're just like, I can get all the, have yeah, like the rights sell to my... Yeah, and So Todd McFarlane <laughs> basically built an empire out of was this. He, was he working with Marvel before? Yeah, he was, he was one of the uh, best Spider-Man artists uh, of the 90s, mm-hmm. He was that's like, incredible. Yeah, he was a really, really major figure, and he was a really smart businessman, which is cool because when he came over, he was like, "What can I do to kind of differentiate?" And another thing that he launched was McFarland Toys, which like kind of launched the whole statue industry, like cool. high quality toys and stuff like that. So this guy's just like <laughs> been around forever, and it like it makes sense that directing would be the next step for him. Canadian I mean, guy too. Really? Canadian. Yeah. Hey, uh, there you go. So, We're so Spawn as well. is, I assume, Spawn of 
Satan. He, uh, Interesting backstory of some sort of guess. demon. Good guess. So you, you, you looked into the backstory. I did a look bit. into the backstory. Right. Yeah. So he was—he's um, a CIA operative mm-hmm. who was recruited by Jason Wynn. Is that correct? The CIA's uh, manager. I believe you are correct. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so he was recruited to join this secret CIA operative because he had saved the president's life from uh, an assassination attempt. Oh. Um, but then he started butting heads with this CIA director, and the director was like, "Ugh." Don't like this guy. I'm ordering a hit on him. So he has him killed, which then sends him to hell. And then he uh, makes a deal with a demon called, what's his name? Oh, great question. Uh, It's one of those uh, bizarre... Malagolgia? Malgoria or something. Let's just call him Matt. Malabogia. Malabogia. Thank you, Manny. Manny, our director, just saved us. I'm pointing to him in the back over there. (laughs) Um, So that's him. And he basically said, yeah, you can go back and live on Earth, um, but you have to do my evil bidding kind of thing, right? And he just kills people. Oh, lovely. Yeah, so, That sounds uh, yeah. really cool. This actually sounds it's awesome. It's dark. I, yeah. um, Jamie Foxx is almost like a, the perfect yeah. candidate. I think mm-hmm. Jamie Foxx is like some of the best range in yeah. Hollywood. I mean, like mm-hmm. Ray, uh, Django. Horrible bosses. Horrible bosses. Electro. <laughs> Electro, yeah. Electro, right? He gave Man- an electrify. Manny and I were talking <laughs> about that the other day. Like, you know, <clears throat> Jamie Foxx doing a comic book movie last time didn't uh, didn't go so didn't well. Didn't pan out that so well. That was not a very good yeah, but uh, I feel like interpretation. In but yeah. you can't hands. put it all on the shoulders of Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. That movie had other problems. No, of course not. Yeah. yeah. Um, so another question for you guys. How do we feel about the small... Horror company, well, not really small. I guess the production size, Plumhouse is small, but they're very big in the horror world. Are we like, how do we feel about them getting into the highly saturated superhero game? If I can interject here, of course, please do. It's it's a very exciting prospect. I feel like Blumhouse has, like, we've talked about this many times, like, they have a very unique production process and Mm -hmm. they have, like, a really interesting way of doing things for, like, not a lot of money. And, you know, it's just, like, very creative ways of doing big things. Um, and I think, you know, it'll be definitely different from probably a Marvel or a DC movie, mm-hmm. but I'm interested to see, you know, something different, like something different in that genre. Yeah. And I think Blumhouse has like a, like a lot of experience in horror and like psychological thrillers. I think that they could bring something really interesting to the table. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good yeah. For them, to enter, for them to enter the superhero genre, I think is going to be really exciting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, it's a really cool idea to have like the guy who basically started Knows the character better than anybody. To oh be yeah, for sure. Ahead of the project. Such a good choice. Yeah. Has, yeah. This, but, been, has this been in like development hell for like a while? Because um, I, th- I think I remember hearing rumors of. It was announced, I think, at last year's Comic Con or maybe two years ago that he was he was looking to direct, and I think Blumhouse is the perfect place for that because yeah. they can pay him very yeah. little, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then he can make up whatever money comes from the project on the back end, which is basically their deal and how they're able to afford people like yeah. Jamie Foxx. It sounds mm-hmm. like uh, Blumhouse is a bit of like the, uh, was it Image Comics? You know what? Uh, That's the, a really uh, good point. Movie in, world? In a lot of ways, that is, they are connected in that way. Uh, Except I they hold on to their IPs. They hold would, on to yeah. their IPs. That's true. But they <laughs> yeah, are they good. are willing to split the profits with the mm-hmm. creators. And I think that's a really interesting and novel way of doing business in Hollywood these days because that's oh, yeah. not a deal that you hear of. Like we were talking about last week, I was listening to, po- to the podcast and you're talking about the guy who uh, wrote, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, oh my gosh, how am I blanking on this name? Forrest Gump. Oh yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and the company being like, yeah, we made no money. It's like, well, for Blumhouse, you know exactly how much money the movie's making because you're taking a cut. Yeah. You, have like a, you, have, you have some skin in the game. You got some skin in the yeah. game. 
Excellent. Yep. Very nice. Cool. Uh, so we'll move on to the next story. Um, it's a pretty, uh, a pretty, pretty raunchy one. Uh-oh. Well, the story itself, I guess, isn't raunchy, but the movie involved <laughs> with it is. Um, it's called The Happy Time Murders. If you guys listening or watching haven't seen the trailer yet, highly suggest you do. I personally think it looks hilarious. Parental guidance is uh, required, though. Parental guidance is required. Yeah. R rated Muppet movie. Um, uh, and I it's can see. It's not a Muppet movie. Puppet. I, sorry, <laughs> Puppet. Yeah. Although, if it was Muppet, then. If it was a Muppet, then Sesame Street slash. Uh, well, Sesame Street would have more of an. A better case yeah. with their literal case. So this is the story. Uh, the Sesame Street creators um, unsuccessfully tried to sue this movie because they felt that it tarnished the reputation of Sesame Street. And there's a lot of layers to this. It's not just kind of out of the blue. It's not just, oh, it's a puppet movie, so people are going to think it's Sesame Street. Yeah. Um, so uh, let's see here. They sued STX Entertainment. And this was their statement, that it was an unlawful attempt to deceive and confuse the public into associating it with the most celebrated children's program in history. They're, like they're calling their yeah. own show the most They're tuning their horn a little yeah. bit. What does this have to do with Blue's Clues? <laughs> yeah. Arthur? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but it does make sense because the people creating this movie are is the Jim Henson company. And which, Brian, Brian Henson is directing it. Like yeah, his son. Is Jim yeah. Henson's son is directing it. So the ties are obviously there for Sesame Street to be worried. Um, and also, they had the tagline of "No Sesame, All Street." So Sesame Street is literally in that tagline. Although it does say "No Sesame," yeah. so it's kind of like that's incredible. That's such a good yeah. tagline. So I mean, it's pretty interesting. They tried suing them, um, and then a judge in New York looked at the case and then said, uh, "This doesn't make sense because Sesame Street claimed also that it was confusing the audience into thinking it was a Sesame Street movie." The poster is literally them holding guns. On yeah, the po- <laughs> never the saw a Sesame Street poster yeah. like that. But anyways, yeah, the judge saw that and he he saw the case and he was like, uh, "There's no evidence to support this," so he threw it out the window. Um, so it's a fun little story. I just want to see what your guys' like first impressions are, or you know, I can't opinions. Remember, I can't remember if I said this on the show before, but. I remember seeing the first concept art for this movie like five years ago or something like that and being so excited. And the concept art is like this noir, like the puppet, oh, like, really? in this, like in this dark alley and um, being really excited. And then I saw this trailer and it kind of is not that. Like yeah. it's a bit more of like a, a raunchy comedy, yeah. which is like disappointing. But at the same time, like I, the trailer made me laugh a lot, like a few times. Oh, so for sure. I'm, uh, it's really I'm excited. Yeah. I have a lot to say about this. Uh, as we were discussing before, I, I definitely can see the perspective of both parties in this instance, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see why Sesame Street would want to bank on it because it seems like a good opportunity you know, to like take these people down. But yeah. at the same time, like they don't have a patent on using puppets as like a means of comedy or as a means of education. Exactly. Like in this instance, I think it's safe to say that like puppets have been used as like a comedic tool for so long and it's just oh, yeah. like I feel like it's such a stretch for them to be like oh you know all of these people who worked on Sesame Street are involved in this and so it's Sesame Street because yeah. like you said like like before like if you directed Spider-Man and then you were you know uh, working on another project and you said like oh directed like by the director of yeah. Spider-Man that would be okay you know it's just like a way to the to example I gave was uh, a Serbian <laughs> film too then I could say a Serbian film too directed yeah. by the director of Spider-Man like exactly. there's nothing wrong with saying that if yeah. it's true yeah. you can't like yeah. marvel can't be like hey that's not yeah. i don't like exactly that, that yeah. being said though the tagline n- uh, like all oh, oh, no sesame all street or whatever that's like a 
bit it's a bit I wouldn't say that it's like it's more satirical you know what I mean it's more like yeah. they're kind of like making fun of them for sure and like all this to say that the, the movie looks really funny like I was yeah. watching it earlier and I was like I was really laughing Melissa McCarthy is like such a, a force she's such a she's great like, she's I so really funny. Yeah, enjoy her uh, yeah. I'm looking forward to this movie it looks same. really same. funny yeah. it looks really funny but at the same time like they are very Muppety puppets mm-hmm. yeah. you know what oh, I mean oh for sure um, uh, but I that's mean, not grounds for a lawsuit there was yeah. I, I don't know I didn't look into this but I know that there was a movie that Peter Jackson made in the 90s I think it was called Meet the Feebles that was like rated R and like very much like this and I don't know if they got that, like there was a lawsuit against that maybe because it was like, a, a, like yeah. a, a kind of culty like B movie yeah. yeah maybe they're just mad that like the Jim Henson company kind of betrayed them in, in doing yeah, this is Brian something. Henson right yeah, yeah. but like <laughs> it's funny because STX Entertainment I don't think they ever really took this law this potential lawsuit seriously because they, they're kind of like very like jokey about it in response they're like oh we're gonna let our lawyer Fred respond to this yeah. <laughs> and then Fred turned out to be a puppet oh they, my god <laughs> they released so like funny. a press statement it was a picture of a puppet and it was like Fred Esquire and he's like explaining <laughs> like uh, how oh we don't feel that this tarnishes the brand at all we actually go to great lengths by by trying to disassociate it with saying no sesame so it's like, <laughs> I, I thought it was really funny and then when the judge threw the case out they had Fred come back and say like oh we love Sesame Street we don't want anyone to get it twisted <laughs> they, but we're very pleased with this they like, could so milk this story for yeah. like as they should press. I think sure. yeah I, I think like this I, I'm glad that this movie is being made because it's such it seems like it's such a risky movie and like, yeah. I think more movies like this should be like original, you know, like kind of yeah. out there movies like this. Is that the trailers? You see puppets' heads being blown off. Amazing. Yeah. There's a lot of sexual jokes. Um, <laughs> very sexual. Jokes. There's a very <laughs> sexual not, joke at the end. That, I won't get too, too into much it. For me, but, but I will you can just see say the trailer for yourself. Yeah. The the part when he finishes and then he's like oh he's like oh i'm lightheaded i'm light that was i was dying when he said i was lightheaded that was super funny amazing um but again don't let us tell you to see it watch the trailer judge for yourself it might be a little too raunchy for some of you i don't think anybody has to see the trailer because you just told them yeah no my good and blushing (laughs) hey what does he finish doing building a house uh building a closet you don't know he's lightheaded is all we know (laughs) yeah exactly okay my parents Um, watch this show (laughs) So do mine. <laughs> Sorry, parents. <laughs> parents Sorry. watching. Yeah, we're gonna we'll, we'll change watching. the speed a little bit for you for you uh, parents out there watching, <laughs> and anyone who who maybe doesn't want to hear any more about these puppets. Um, so we're gonna talk about Star Wars. A, sol- a solo a Star Wars story came out last weekend, um, and I think we we talked about it on the show last weekend or last week, and we were talking about how oh yeah, it's probably gonna make its money. Blah 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 blah. Apparently, it didn't do super well. It kind of bombed, actually, didn't it, Justin? Shockingly. Shockingly bombed. Um, so it also opened on Memorial Day weekend in the States, which is huge. That's so many days for the audience to go and see it. Mm-hmm. They are estimating um, $150 million that weekend domestically, but they only pulled in 101. That's insane. Yeah. Which for is, a Star what, Wars movie? Exactly. Yeah. In itself, nuts. it's it's like they're pretty decent numbers. They're, they're good numbers. But well, for, for a any other movie, movie that cost be, as much yeah. as it did. Yeah. For a Star Wars for, movie, exactly. I I have a theory about this. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if they had released this in December, like every other Star Wars movie, this would have probably done way better. You think it's too soon? Like I think one, it's way too soon. Two, they would have had more time for reshoots, and people would have had more faith in it. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, 
like so like now it's like what this came out in may mm-hmm. and their next yeah. star wars movie is next december yeah. like yeah, i think it would have given that year break where people would have like had that time to breathe especially with with deadpool 2 and um avengers avengers like yeah. people were just like so exhausted from all these like big blockbusters i think yeah like three weeks in a row. Yeah, I don't know why they why they chose to release it in May. Those are good points, um, which leads me to these two questions I want to ask you guys. Um, Liam, you kind of answered the first part, but for you guys, feel free to chime in. Um, why do you think it bombed, and do you think it's because of Star Wars fatigue? You mentioned that they just keep yeah. I also think, releasing them. So I also think December is such a Star Warsy time for me. Like the past nice. three yeah. years, I've yeah, it's like been part of that tradition of like going Same. to see it at, for sure. like around December and like I usually go like on Christmas Day or like a few days after. Yeah, sorry, I, no. I just, for, uh, <laughs> any of you guys want to perhaps answer those questions? Uh, I mean, it's so tough to say. Like fatigue, I think is maybe a bit harsh. I think people are still in on Star Wars, but I do mm-hmm. agree that you know, Last Jedi was in December. It's been just a few months since mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. and already we have another Star Wars movie granted it's like a disconnected story from the one that we're we're watching yeah. I also think that part of it is just like as much as people thought oh a Han Solo movie will do well I don't think that many people cared to see that yeah. story opened up in the way that they chose to do it yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like it really does feel like the movie is just a a greatest hits of all the things that Han Solo like mentioned in the original trilogy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if we needed that. Like mm-hmm. the cool thing about Rogue One and the, the reason people will continue to compare this movie to Rogue One, that movie made a billion dollars. That movie was the first of its kind. Granted, there was the Christmas specials and all that stuff, but it was the first <laughs> like- Do not talk about the Christmas specials. It was the first big like <laughs> Star Wars spinoff and it was like completely new. There was no characters that we could yeah. connect to like from past movies. There was mm-hmm. no expectation of can this guy live up to the role of X person or Y yeah, person? Sure. Yeah. New characters. Absolutely. I think I think they and they're gonna continue to make these prequel movies, but I think they chose wrong by doing it Han Solo first. It seems like it's like I don't know with the, with the prospect of um, st- like Disney buying Star Wars and them being like, oh, the possibilities are endless. Like, what movies can they make? Mm-hmm. Han Solo felt just like the most obvious one, and I think yeah. they jumped the gun a bit on like being like oh, we're making a Han Solo movie, you know? Because, like, I don't think they really took the time to think about, like, what that meant. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, and it's also, like, if if kids were, like, sitting around a campfire and, like, pitching a Han Solo movie, they would have, like, come up with the same <laughs> exactly. idea. Yeah. What if he does the it's castle so obvious. What if he What if he meets Chewbacca? What if he, like, gets the, the Millennium Falcon? The, that's all the stuff that he talks yeah. about. What if we got to see it? And it's, like, some someone overheard it and it's just, like, it's better left in the dark. It's better left in the dark, right? Well, it's not even in the dark. We we've, we've heard the story. Like, but that's, that's you know what I mean. It's like yeah. you, like because like what is the like you know it's, what I mean? It's, it's better what? left in the dimly lit room. We didn't need the lights all the way on to be like, and that's exactly how we yeah. met this guy. And I don't know. To me, it was just unnecessary. It's like equivalent Dang. to that guy that just tells you stories about like everything in their life, and it's like, oh yeah, that's probably like a really probably like a really great moment in their life, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Interesting. Phoebe, you as a, like, you're a casual Star Wars fan. Casual, yeah. Yeah. So a Star Wars fan, just casual, yeah. Exactly. So when you knew that Star Wars, a solo, or solo a Star Wars story was going to be made, did, like, were you excited at all? Or do you kind of agree with Liam's point? There was no part of me that was excited about this movie. I think, like, hearing all the behind the scenes drama and everything sort of made me, like, ugh, you know, like, we had talked about how it was going to be, like, fragmented because Mm -hmm. of, like, the switch in directors and there was so much drama and all this. And, like, that for me, you know, like, hearing about that, I think maybe because I, like, I care a little bit more 
it it sort of ruins the experience for me. And also, it's funny that you mentioned Rogue One because I was trying to think like, why is this movie not doing well? And I thought like maybe it's too far removed from like the original trilogy. But then I thought, mm-hmm. but there, there was Rogue One, you know, like, and it was all new characters. I feel like even though it was like Han Solo and Chewie and all of these characters that we know and love, mm-hmm. it still felt too far removed. It felt like, you know what I mean? Like it yeah. didn't feel connected. And like, I definitely don't think it's Star Wars fatigue. I don't think that that will ever set in because there's always like new and interesting stories to tell. I just think that yeah. this was like a really bad choice of story because it's like as much as people love Han Solo, I think that they love Han Solo played by Harrison Ford in the original trilogy. And mm-hmm. that's the person that they yeah. love. And they don't need, you know, we don't need a backstory to every single character. You know, yeah. I, that's just how I um, feel about it. Especially when that character's backstory is like, pretty well established exactly yeah like it'd be cool to go into someone else's backstory like we'll talk about it a bit later but like boba fett who we you know is this very captivating character people have seen him we don't know much about him other than like in the prequels they're like he's a clone baby yeah okay Okay. (laughs) what happens in between so like that's an interesting backstory to go into because there's so many unanswered questions right Um, But, but i just feel like they were just like Hey, I wonder how this happened. It's like, well, we know. Yeah. I think that yeah. they were like banking on the fact that like uh, Harrison Ford's version of that character was like so popular and so iconic, and they were like, we can like make some real money off of this guy. And then they got, I know that you're gonna argue with me. This oh, guy, oh boy, love it. Uh, two words, wet napkin to play uh-huh. oh. <laughs> on Solo, and I don't know. It's just not the same. It's not the same character. You know what I mean? Like, um, go ahead, disagree with me. That's no. I was gonna say something completely different. That's fine. I don't okay, <laughs> really have to argue with. <laughs> it's almost maybe they're like. So after you agree the, that he's a wet and a half? I don't then. agree with the fact that he's a wet and a half. Um, <laughs> I, just I think he's getting. Like, I think he's getting unfair backlash. Well, yeah. people have been it's pretty positive. I think, I think like, yeah. I, I really hope this doesn't ruin his career because I think that no, guy's got I, so much potential. I don't think it will. Walking away with like positive things to say about him. That was actually the surprising thing for me. Is I thought. People would be like, oh, you know, he's not great, but the movie is like pretty decent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it was actually the opposite. People were like, despite the fact that he gives in a It pretty, took me some time to get into it. Yeah. Pretty good performance. A lot of people are just like, this and movie's a non starter. Yeah. It's interesting, too, because. When when the like the first trailers came out, everyone was like, "He's not he's nothing like Han Solo. This is ridiculous. He doesn't sound like him. He doesn't act like him. This this this." And then a lot of the reviews I'm seeing are saying like, "He actually does a really good job, and yeah. he makes a character his own, which is really refreshing." But it's is like, it, is oh, it the shit. same thing? It's like a 180 from what a lot of people were saying before. But it's the same thing as saying like, "Oh, Daniel Craig is nothing like Sean Connery as James Bond." Like is that the same thing? I don't know if that's yeah, like a question I want to raise to you guys. Character. It's yeah. not the same It is the same character. character. No, it's not. It's not, because all those Bonds have all, always done like their own Yeah, thing. but how, yes. how do you know that that's not what Disney's trying to do right now? You're saying that Han Solo is going to be like James Bond? You're caught. You're caught. No, no, no. no. Liam, no. Wasn't he, he, was, he, was, he was cast for like three movies. No. Could they not? I think they could If it had gone really popular, if it had gotten really popular, maybe they would have done that. They, yeah, they could, but I'm not saying. Are you saying? Don't act like I'm crazy for saying that. It's a valid theory. Um, Let's. No. <laughs> All right. Um, are we going to end it there? Do we? No, no, no. I've got, I, got one more th- I got one more thing to say. Oh, he's going to try and, uh, and. No, no. This is something completely different. Come back. Since day this. one, I've said that um, Phil Lord and Chris Miller, if they had made this movie from scratch and gotten to finish it, mm-hmm. I think this would have been a way more exciting movie. I don't think they would have cared about all that stuff like those notes that they would have had to hit because like I think they they were making a movie that was based on like improv and like it was going to be comedic yeah. and it would have had a, probably style to it and mm. I don't know I would I would have loved to see what they had to do and then Ron Howard who I think is yeah pretty 
boring. I want to talk about wet napkins. Yeah. There you go. Ron Howard yeah. as a enough, filmmaker enough, is kind enough. of a... Happy days, though. As the, as the final note on this, I just want to mention, I read an interview um, with... Uh, why am I blanking on her name? One of the biggest actresses Catherine, right now no. who played Kira. Uh, oh, uh, Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Why Amelia, am I, Clark. Amelia Clark. Clark. Yeah, she was doing an uh, interview, <coughs> and she kind of like like low key took a shot at uh, those two directors. Oh shit! What did she say? Because she was like, oh, you say? know, I was so happy when Ron Howard came on because you know I had like more greater direction, and previously it was just like yeah, all the notes I was solid. getting were just, oh, Kira, she's film noir, she's film noir, and she's like, okay, that's cool, but that's not like. A direction like I need more guidance in that, and I was like, "Oh, no, Tino damn. Shade, damn." I mean, she didn't. She didn't ever say the names, but I mean, who else well, are you obviously. talking about? Yeah, <laughs> where so. are my dragons? <laughs> where are my dragons? <laughs> um, cool. So those were the three biggest stories of the week. But as usual, there are stories that don't make the top three cut. Sit so we're there. gonna hit up the cutting room floor uh, in a in a bit. Welcome back to the Cinephiles Extended Cut. If you want to check the show out as an audio podcast, you can definitely do that on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. So now it's time for the cutting room floor, and we're going to stay on the Star Wars train just for a little bit longer, um, because um, Boba Fett is going to get a movie. Yep. You had talked about Boba Fett earlier. Did you predict this? Bobby Fett, my boy. <laughs> Bobby, you're getting one, buddy. James Mangold. Robert, Robert Fett. Uh, directing. Yes, of uh, Logan fame. <laughs> and The Wolverine. Ooh, let's Logan not forget fame. he directed that one, too. And but let's X-Men prefer... Origins Wol- Wolverine. No, 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 not that one. The... He did make that, didn't he? Did he? No, I think I he think... made all three of them. Oh, really? Okay, I know he did The Wolverine. Maybe? Don't quote me on that. I don't know. Maybe? Logan is good. Uh, Logan is very good. Logan's very great. Good. That seems like the one where they actually let him do what he wanted to do. Yeah. yeah. I love so, that it was a Western. Uh, but... Do you think Boba Fett will be as good? Well, I was going to say. Will it yes. be a Western? If, when it comes to uh, studios letting people do what they want to do, uh, Lucasfilm's track record right now is not great. This is very nope. true. Uh, so, that being said, I would love to see the guy who did Logan do a Boba Fett movie in the same vein. A dark, gritty, R-rated Boba Fett movie. You think it's just awesome going to be called Boba? Oh my god. Boba Fett. Oh. <laughs> What's Star better, Wars? Boba or Robert Fett? <laughs> It's just probably Boba. Robert. Robert Fett, a Star Wars. <laughs> no, not even Fett, just Robert. Like Logan. Oh my god, that's so true. Just Robert. Oh, Robert Fett. But do we think no, not that maybe Fett, just Robert. <laughs> because he did so well on Logan that maybe Lucasfilm might budge a little uh, bit? Don't you think the uh, Lord and Miller did such a good job on 22 and 21 Jump Street and Lego Movie yeah. and all of their successes? Didn't, but didn't then, help them. Nope. This to me is like, um, is like the exact same thing I was saying with Solo. Wait. Yeah, solo, where, um, where it just seems like so obvious. Like it just seems like the obvious, like character that they like they want. <laughs> Two people like you and for All the Star Wars stories are obvious. Well, <laughs> no, because I remember like solo, when, when Disney Boba. announced that they were buying uh, Lucasfilm, everyone was like the possibilities, and then like yes. Boba Fett was the first one to come out. Boba. Boba, sorry. Boba. I'm thinking of Robert. <laughs> Phoebe's being really immature, Bobby so that's Fett. why I'm laughing. She's making sorry. silly. Word association. What do you think? <laughs> it's hard not to with a name like Boba Fett. Um, I think that, like, you know how a lot of people were saying who asked for this movie when Solo yeah. was coming out? I think people I are going to say that. No, I think a lot of people asked for this mm. one. People want to see Boba Fett. But man. I think at the beginning, a lot of people were asking for a Han Solo movie, and then it came out, and they're like, no, we don't want this. I don't this know. is not what we asked for. <laughs> yeah. Take it back. Take it back. Um, I, I think that this could actually be really cool if they let James Mangold do what he does best. Not going to happen. Which is not going to happen. Uh, I hope he keeps his job, though. People have had a hard time doing that at Lucasfilms when yes. they come with their own vision. They're like, get out. We don't <laughs> get want out. you. Get out. Get <laughs> out. 
Um, so yeah, I think that a James Mangold. Th- this is my take. Are you ready? Yeah. I'm gonna present it with a nice bow Go around it. it. Go. Nice. I think a James Mangold Boba Fett movie would be awesome. I hope he gets to make it. Uh, nice. Uh, yep. Do we think he's gonna be pansexual? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh moving on. <laughs> oh my. Moving on. Oh my goodness. All right. Oh so God. the next one, um, uh, from one beloved director to the next, Zack Snyder. <laughs> Wait what? Wait what? <laughs> <laughs> so Zack Snyder? No, because we were talking. Yeah, yeah, I'm joshing. I feel I'm joshing. Right now. Well, I mean, a lot of people like Zack Snyder, so not us. <laughs> not a, okay. I'm sure they exist. So this is the news. Zack Snyder, um, his next movie is not a Batman or a DC or a superhero. Will it be CGI? Who knows? Probably. But I it's going to be based I on would the put book. Put money on the fa- the fact that it would be. <laughs> It'd be weird though if it was on the book. The Fountainhead, and it had a ton of CGI. Now. How are they going to make the Fountainhead without CGI? It's like yeah. a whole head of a fountain. <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, so what do we think of this project? Um, I'm not very familiar with the book, but I asked um, friend slash co-worker, Jem. Shout out to Jem. Hey, uh, Ex panelist. Yeah. Um, okay. So I asked, he's a big fan. <laughs> Phoebe always gets triggered when you bring Jem up. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, but so I asked him about the fountain. Head because <laughs> because uh, apparently he's a big fan, and the um, the Fountainhead for Dummies explanation he gave me was he's an artist and he loves doing these these crazy modern art pieces, but all the other artists and population are like, oh, this is too out there, this is too crazy, this you need to do traditional art, and he's like, no man, I'm gonna do me and I'm gonna do the art I want to do, and then I just thought, oh man. Zack Snyder is making a movie about himself. <laughs> or it's like, yo, Zack, stop using CGI, man. Except it's, it's, it's not modern it's, art. It's blown, it's um, blown out I, of proportion. No, I I'm going to do it. It sounds like Banksy. <laughs> I sound like Banksy? No, no, no. The <laughs> character you're describing <laughs> yeah. sounds like Banksy. Yeah, except for, not as cool. Uh, <laughs> for those who play video games, uh, The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged are two Ayn Rand books that heavily influenced Bioshock, yeah. uh, which I like a lot. Big Bioshock fan myself. But uh, <laughs> Same, same, same. But that that being said, I'm not looking forward to this whatsoever. Whatsoever. I think Ayn Rand's politics are well uh, noted as being like kind of harsh and mm-hmm. kind of... Uh, Conservative and libertarian in a lot of ways, which if that's your if that's your mojo, then go for it. That's your mojo. That's your mojo. Um, But I don't know. For me, like Zack Snyder is all about these like big cinematic epic stories. Like this feels also like out of this world. Yeah, out of this world. Um, I don't know how many slow motion fight scenes you can fit into the Fountainhead. (laughs) Though I don't know the source material very well. I could be wrong. I'm I'm like picturing the visual like the visuals of this movie, and I just I'm already out. Like I'm already just like I'm. I don't want this. Yeah. Um. Does he normally write his own stuff? No. He's worked with David Goyer quite a bit. He, True. he works with other with a lot of screenwriters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. DC scribe. I was gonna say if he's writing this, I feel like he's more of a visual guy than he is. Uh. And if he's writing a heavy political, heavily political. I don't know uh, if yeah. the story is political. To be fair, <laughs> I just know that the the writer yeah. has infused a lot of her own political beliefs into her stories and she's well known for that well Alice Shrugged is like Alice Shrugged a is Bible a, for yeah, many people that's right and also Zack Snyder like his fan base is clearly based in the superhero DC kind of universe yeah I guess um are they gonna care about a movie like this like is Zack Snyder's name enough to get those people to see this movie 
know. You know, Why it's not? funny. I saw a tweet the other day that was like, oh, is this like DC's Guardians of the Galaxy? Like joking. Like, oh, it must <laughs> be a, really? must be a deep, No, it was like joking. Uh, like, oh, this must be a DC character no one knows. Oh, who is this Fountainhead? Um, <laughs> and the man with the fountain Fountainhead man. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I think he, he made the right call kind of stepping away from the DC stuff for a little bit. Yeah. Considering the well, negative. I feel like they may have not. That's fair. Considering how, I, you know, it. I wanted to say considering how these films have fared in the past, but like it's not a surprise to anyone at this point, right? Like he came out with Superman, Man of Steel, people didn't like it. Batman v Superman came out, people didn't like it. Then Justice League came out, people didn't like it. Oh. It's like okay, mm -hmm. his, his vision wasn't intact. Oh right, <laughs> release the Snyder yeah. Cut, people. Yeah. Um, I'll shout out to uh, another coworker slash friend, Manny, our director over there. I'm going to point him out. Manny. He said that um, he's not sure about this. He thinks that Zach should probably just maybe step back from directing for a bit and just focus on DP work um, because he's such a visual yeah. artist. Interesting. Makes sense. So maybe, Zach, if you're listening, homie, maybe, <laughs> take, maybe take that into consideration. <laughs> We're not saying you have to, but it might be an option. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's jump into the new releases or we'll, we'll talk about those a little uh, quickly um, so Adrift is coming out this weekend that's mm. a movie where a couple goes out to sea on this little boat and they get caught in hurricane storms bad idea and it stars um, Shailene, um, Woodley. Shailene Woodley of um, many movie fame <laughs> and that guy from and the Hunger Big Little Lies yeah Big Little she was great in Big Little Lies um, it seems I mean, it's not at the top of my watch list, but no. it seems pretty like it seems like a tense watch. I like what? those kinds of movies, like that that like trapped in the sea movie, the, like uh, Perfect Storm. That yeah, was like, I remember ooh. seeing that. That's a good movie. I like that movie. in theaters as a kid. That was good. Yeah, uh, um, I'm actually excited for this movie. Like, yeah, I, that's a, that's a movie that I would go and see, not because I, I think that say. it would be like a good story or anything. It's just like I like that that sort of feeling <clears> that <throat> those movies give you. Like when I went to go see The, the Shallows, crying feeling? I definitely didn't think that it was like a good. <laughs> is this a sad movie? Is what? it sad? No. I I, I don't want to spoil it, but I this think... movie? Yeah, I drift. Not really. It it's it's a, a true it's it's true story, based okay. on a true story. Well, um, sure it'll be you dramatic. you interrupted Phoebe. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> you really derailed me there. Um, oh, when I went to go see The Shallows, which I don't think by any means is like a great movie. It's just mm -hmm. like one of those like movies that you go see if you want to like. For someone who's like not a horror fan but likes to feel like, ooh, what's gonna happen? Yeah. You know? Oh, is like, that shark gonna get her? Yeah, <laughs> what's, I like, I like, gonna happen? I like yeah. sharks. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Um, like I'm not sharks. sure there are any sharks in a drift, but. Um, There's gotta be some good. sharks in there. Well, in, the in the water, they make it somewhere. It's like Jaws. You don't see it, but you know it's there. Featuring. For the whole movie, you yeah. don't see yeah. it, but you know it's there. Um, <laughs> and the other movie coming out. Man, Johnny Knoxville's back at it. He's doing Action Point. I'm not sure how I feel about this. Very excited for this. Wow. But you're I a huge Johnny Knoxville fan. I'm not a huge Johnny Knoxville <laughs> fan, but I, I... You're giant. I've seen all the Jackass movies. Yeah. I've seen Bad Grandpa. Is that Bad Grandpa? Yeah. Or Dirty Grandpa? No, yeah, Bad, Bad Grandpa's Grandpa. a good one. Dirty um, Grandpa's a different film. And, and the, the source material for, like, the the story of this park, have you, you guys know it? Yeah. That, like, park from New Jersey no. that was, like, super dangerous, and it ran for, like, a year or two or something like that. Like an like amusement park? Deaths and, like, yeah. Oh, damn. It's crazy. Yeah, I heard that Johnny Knoxville got like a lot of concussions. Yeah, so he got like three concussions while filming this. And movie. apparently, his eyeball pops out like no. every time he sneezes. It's crazy. Yeah, like in in the movie oh. or in real life. No, no, no in real life. That's the worst thing I've like ever he, heard. Like one of his injuries, like. Now when he sneezes, oh my his eyeballs like, No, no, he's just like a little bit, and he's like, the way you made it sound, I was like, whoa, no, no, no. <laughs> like, like Looney Tunes. <laughs> 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 let me just, uh, let me just, 
Yeah, he's doing a scene as like jo- Johnny, your eyes hanging out. <laughs> I like him and I respect his thing. Why, I don't know if I respect. I think he's like, no, no, no. I do. I do for sure. He's got such a love this? for his like craft. Like he's really inspired by like the evil Knievels where he's like yeah. he's loves like stunt work and I mean, but it's, it's also like he's, he's evil Knievels. Well, no, he took, he took, he's like, on a motorcycle jumping over cars and buses, and then Johnny Knock. Well, no, he took beating his face. With he took what he loved. <laughs> he took what he loved doing with his friends, like just dumb stuff, yeah. like doing crazy stuff like stunt work and he's like he made a career out of it and i think i really applaud that for like i mean obviously physically his physical health is not up yeah. to uh yeah. where it should be but i, I like mean, which makes sense they're in- exciting to watch they're always really entertaining okay. mm-hmm. yeah yeah you jack like jackass yeah. Phoebe. yeah jack it's has funny. Did, did it so is. much cultural harm i found like how many <laughs> oh, for sure how many kids do you know that were just like all right this oh is my me god doing my i never did any of that stuff though like i, I love this <laughs> oh i only did like the really soft stuff like it's just like this is my jackass and it's like i jump over a, uh, a, a, <laughs> a fence or something it's like all right yeah. guys that was my, my... i'm justin welcome to jackass <laughs> yeah <laughs> this is me falling over a fence, over a fence. <laughs> many people have hurt themselves trying to do this yeah uh, these those things anyways um do we think it i mean bad grandpa no yeah, yeah bad, bad grandpa, grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> you guys say, dirty grandpa Nasty bad grandpa. grandpa got pretty good reviews too when it came out so yeah um, I, I nominated seemed, for an oscar yeah makeup yep yeah yep. what yep are you joking it was, it was really good well deserved. Yeah. Well deserved. Well deserved. I don't, so i, I mean it. it's one of those movies where i think it's like you know what you see is what you get. You know, I don't what think to I'll expect. see it in theaters, but like, yeah, I think it'll be an entertaining watch. Yeah. So if you guys, uh, I was gonna say mindless, and I guess I won't say mindless, but if you want some silly uh, slapstick kind of yeah. entertainment, definitely check that out. Um, so those are the new releases, and that basically wraps up our show, guys. So uh, thank you so much for checking out the Cinephiles Extended Cut, and be sure to subscribe to Mojo Talks for more of this and other great content. You can also find us on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher for the audio podcast version. Um, so that wraps things up, guys. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank bye. You, bye. Cheers. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to subscribe to our Mojo Talks YouTube channel for the video version of The Cinephiles Extended Cut.